0: Yeah. Check it out. Let's see, the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head. Hey, when I'm right to- Boy, it's August twelfth, and it's episode one hundred and seventeen, and this is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer. I'm your host, Uncle Buckets. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer is the official podcast of the Fantasy Football the internet's only website dedicated to fantasy football auctions. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Fantasy Football Auctioneer, or follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Fantasy Auction. Result, we also have the Fantasy Football Auction community. Set up online on Twitter. You can take a look at us there. It's at Fantasy, oh, sorry, at FF Auction Advice. You can connect with auction players from all over the world. We've got a great show for you tonight. Tonight, we're going to take a look at wide receivers. It's the wide receiver special, looking at strategies, rankings, and much, much more. But of course, our experts, they're always here. Well, actually, Blister, I know I put it on the script that feels cheesy. But like oh I don't know why I keep saying we're always here cuz the last few weeks it's been two or two or none or two so Slim's off uh, he's got a slow pitch playoff game to play tonight so it's just me and Mr. Blister. So anyways uh he's prepping for a second annual Boston Pizza Fantasy Football draft. Blister, it's on again this year and I'm coming for you for the title this year. We
1: got two words for ya. <laughs> uh, you know what there could be a few uh players this year that actually know a little bit about football after we talked about it so much last year i uh, it was a good idea it was one it was uh for you and i we had a lot of fun with it and actually the prize is pretty darn good so you know i don't know how many people we really want to know It would be nice well, to battle right. with you again. when is the date of that you got it tomorrow? i don't know he didn't
0: know i was supposed to okay. uh try to connect with him last week but we couldn't uh we couldn't get a time together because he wanted to sit down and talk about how to run it. I think more effectively this year. So, oh, yeah. um, but oh, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna try to get there before we head up the
1: lakes maybe next week. So why why doesn't he just ask one of us to run it then?
0: Well, I think maybe that's what he's doing.
1: That's <laughs> I'm not 100 sure. I mean, holy crap! I've, we both uh, commissioned a number of leagues in our time, and it's not any easier than holding the draft and uh, then putting it on the internet, and bam, it's all yeah, Google.
0: Yeah. So, so anyways, whatever. I just thought uh, we always we had a lot of chatter about that league last year and just thought yeah. it would be a good way of me telling you that he's yeah. planning on running it again.
1: <laughs> well, that sounds like fun. That's, <laughs> excellent. That's excellent.
0: So uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, Slim, hopefully you cut the grass tonight, or not tonight, but maybe this weekend, and you can listen to us. As an actual listener, I know it was fun for me when I got a chance to do it. Uh, Blister, it's just going to be you and I today talking about wide receivers.
1: Oh, you're not going to play that, are you? Just you and I. <laughs>
0: well, I might you now if I you said I that.
1: Just you and I. <laughs> <laughs> and we lost all of this. You're I really need a that,
0: soundboard. Like, it would be nice if I just had all that stuff preloaded and I could just play it now yeah. rather than having to find it and stay up all hours of the night, but i like to do it just for a couple of people on, on iTunes that say it sounds like yeah. the morning zoo. I like it just for that yeah. reason. <laughs> Alone. Uh, That's good. Anyways, let's get into it. Uh, if you guys are ready, then I'm ready. Let's cock the hammer. It's time for action. Cock the hammer. It's time for action. Cock the
1: hammer. Cock the
0: hammer. It's time for action. And actually, before I did it, uh, just because Hammer's been on my mind here, my brother-in-law, Greg Hammer, he's listening to this uh in the vehicle on his way out to Calgary. Well I imagine he won't listen to it till next week after the wedding. So he'll be listening and instead of listening to you know Elsa sing her frozen song. So uh, he's gonna be missing nice, having some good nights blister uh, late night saunas, uh, some beers under you know, it was good a little dive in the lake. It's good so uh
1: And now now the millions and millions of people will know his name. Now they the will. The hammer.
0: The hammer um actually I think there was someone uh photoshopped his head on the Greg the hammer Valentine's uh, body, which oh, I thought was pretty good too. So maybe I'll try to find <laughs> that for the there you go. <laughs> for the oh, icon yeah. tonight. For, Anyways, uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the hammer. Um so we got uh a great show tonight. We're gonna talk wide receivers. We do have some uh Twitter questions and uh we are gonna go through the news and then we'll get into some wide receiver talk. So first segment coming up here is We Just Got a Letter.
1: We just got a letter, we just got a letter, we just got a letter, wonder who it's from.
0: I know, and I like that there was a guy who sent this email, who said that just, that brought a little nostalgia to his heart when he heard uh, Blue's Clues on there, so yeah,
1: So there good. are some supporters, right?
0: There are some supporters, so I'm sticking with so, it.
1: So I'm hated. <laughs> like, you can't please that's everybody, right. so. Uh,
0: that's that's right. right, no such thing as bad press. Um, right. I don't know. We're getting pressed for it. But anyways, uh, you can reach us on Twitter if you have any questions. It's at fantasy auction. If it's more than 140 characters, you can email us. It's footballauctioneer at gmail.com. The first question here comes from Stewballs. Um, so at Stewballs16 asks, if Martavis Bryant is as good as his hype, how does it affect Antonio Bryant's draft value? Or Antonio does it affect it at all? Antonio Bra- Bryant. Yep. Wow. <laughs>
1: Well, and Martavis, Dez, and Antonio Bryant, they're all twins. They're triplets, actually. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. They're all talented. So uh,
0: does, does it affect his draft value at all?
1: I don't think it does. Antonio had 181 targets last year. I still think he'll be the most heavily targeted player uh on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I really think he maybe even gets a little uptick when uh, Le'Veon Bell is out because they might look to him even more so. So. Right now, I think Martavis is, uh, he's still gonna carve out that number two role. Right now, Marcus Wheaton looks to have the, you know, he'll stay on the field in two and wide, three wide receiver sets versus Martavis is only gonna be out there in three wide receiver sets potentially. So I think Martavis right now, he, People might be pumping the brakes a little. I mean, he was off for 10 days with that elbow infection. Yeah. I just think overall, you know, get back to the question here. Does it affect his draft value? If any, no. I, I have been in a number of auctions and uh, other drafts as well. And Antonio is one of the, the first receiver off the board. Uh, often goes for over $50 in an auction. Um, so no, I don't think it affects his value. And I'm not, it doesn't scare me one bit. I would take him number one.
0: Yeah. And I think the only real thing that it does is, um, that Antonio helps Martavis, right? That's, I think he's sure. the guy that's the effector, right? It's not, I don't think vice versa. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, you always want to have that scary number two threat, whether it's. Yeah. Martavis or, or Marcus Wheaton, who, I mean, he could be a good PPR play this year if he's going to jump into the slot and and stay on the field more often. And you know, he, it, he had some good games last year. So
0: does it does it make Antonio Brown more valuable because he's actually going to have a number two this year?
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he if he can be more valuable. I mean, if he was mediocre last year, say he had you know. He ended up with 129 receptions. Say he ended up with 75 or 80 only the last year. Yeah, you might think that he could be more valuable now that they have a, a more, you know, a, a two or three guys that can catch the ball. But I think that you can't get much more valuable than 129 good. receptions. I think that's a great, uh, great spot. And he had 12, 13 touchdowns. So, you know, it might be hard for him to maintain that number of touchdowns, but um I don't think he's more. But he's very valuable, number one.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah, for sure. He's number one, so it yeah. doesn't necessarily make him any better. Okay. Next question here, blister. This comes from at Mike Lalonde, number one. Shout out to Newsy up in Dryden. Um, so he's asking us, uh, first of all, he makes the comment, who doesn't have fantasy football questions? Well, yeah, that's Maybe. true enough. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, he says, he's asking in a PPR blister, who are the top five wide receivers? Now, I was going to just steer him to the website, the Fantasy Football Auction, because it's all listed there, whether it's for free or not for free. uh, Top five is pretty easy to find. But, Blister, who do you have right now as your top five?
1: Antonio Brown, Demarius Thomas, Julio, Dez, and Odell Beckham Jr. Now, I have those same five. I might have had uh, Demarius uh, – sorry, Dez, I had a Julio. But I just – what I like more more so about Julio, I think as long as he stays healthy, like last year – Last year, Antonio had 181 targets, Damaris 184. I can't see that changing a whole lot for those two guys. They're the the favorite weapons for their quarterbacks. Julio at 163, still nice, a high number, caught over 100 balls. Dez worries me a little bit because he only had 136 targets because they were so run-heavy last year. And, um, yeah, you know, he kind of scares me at times because he seems to – he has attitude, obviously, and he's yeah. he is a beast, but he worries me that sometimes he could just shut down if things aren't going well or, you know, I, I don't know. So, But I still think he's going to be right up there because he's very effective with the targets he gets. He had 88 grabs, and then OBJ, he had 130 targets last year, and he only, he had uh what, 12 games he only played. So, you know, I think his numbers are going to go up. There's a lot of people nervous with Odell Beckham this year, thinking he's going to regress, and he could, but I mean, I think he's got the talent that he could regress and still be a, you know, a wide receiver one, like without a doubt. So I'm not scared of him at all, but those would be my top five in PPR.
0: Okay. And then for me, just cause Slim's not here. Well, I guess I can rattle off Slim's too. Slim's got Antonio Brown, uh, number one, Demarius Thomas at two, Des Bryant at three. So you guys match there at four. He's got Odell Beckham at number five. He has Julio Jones. So you guys flip flop there. And for me, I am uh, one Antonio Brown, two Des Bryant, so I differ from you guys there. Number three, I have Julio Jones. Four is Jordy Nelson. And number five is Demaryius Thomas. And I guess the big variant there is uh, Demaryius Thomas. And I just, I don't know, I just don't like the duck ball that I saw coming out of Peyton's hand all year. And that just kind of, or I mean, towards the last half of last year. I just feel that he doesn't yeah. have the arm strength as much anymore. And but the, if they are going to go a little bit more run heavy, then he's definitely going to regress. I mean, it's not like he's terrible at five. I just no. think, you know, and I just yeah. think without, without the strong running game in Dallas, that yeah. uh, they're going to have to rely a little bit more on Dez and that uh, he's just the beast. And that's why I move him to two.
1: Yeah. And that could very well be the case too. And, uh, you know, Peyton, I'd be interested to see how Peyton starts because, he did finish fairly poorly last year, really poorly actually. And, uh, yeah. uh he was a bit banged up. So I, I don't know if that was, you know, old age and a, a tiring arm or if it was a combination of other injury, injuries or, or both. And so it'll be interesting to see how he comes out of the gate this year and if he can keep that up for the full season. Because as you get older, it takes the body a little longer to heal. I mean, things do start to break down. So it will be interesting. That's why I know, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm starting to. I, I'm. I think a question coming up, but I'm, I'm. You know, Emmanuel Sanders hasn't been somebody he. He should be somebody I'd be just all over because he had such a great year last year. Nothing has really changed, but there's the guy in that same offensive system that I don't know. I'm just kind of. I'm cautious with him and kind of. I'm just avoiding him right now because if I did take him, I'd be bummed. I think if if it was Sanders. Yeah. You, you
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I got him in the mock, in that mock draft last week that we we did live on the air for the podcast. So if you wanted to listen to that live, we last week we sat in, we did a live mock draft with some of the listeners, and uh, we just ran commentary while we were doing our our mock, and we talked about different strategies that we were following just to try to get some information out there but Emmanuel Sanders I got it for 20 bucks and I felt and pretty that's, good about well, getting that's pretty
1: $20. if you get him for 20 bucks and he is not even half the receiver he was last year he'd still be a, he'd still He's be a wide receiver like, two yeah. you know he was a wide receiver one last year I think and he could still be a wide receiver two and that's pretty good value though for 20 bucks
0: right so I mean it, again it's all about the, the value in your draft so there's a there's our top fives uh for you Mike uh Next question was uh, from our friend th- from the reception perception, Matt Harmon. He asked a question here, whether you're, he's asking whether or not blister, you're going to spend 25% of your budget on anyone. Uh, so that's, num- that's first of all. And I guess if you look on our website, we have everything based on a $200 budget. So that'd be 50 bucks or more on any one player. And then the second part of this question, and how would you allocate to two studs? So first part of the question, are you paying more than 50 for anyone, Blister?
1: No, I don't think, I I don't think you need to. Like, there's obviously great players out there. I just think that if you look, you know, when you look at the depth at wide receiver, I think there's probably nine or 10 guys. If I look at my auction tiers, you know, I got Antonio, Jordi, Demaris, Dez, Odell, Julio, call them my elite 45 to 50, although a lot of them will go for, you know, 48 to 50. Five probably. Right. And then right behind them, AG Green, Calvin Johnson, Alshon Randall. I got Emmanuel Sanders in there and DeAndre Hopkins. You're talking Her,
0: about your tiers right now that um yeah. you have in, mem- in the members area. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So right there, there's 12 players though. And I know Antonio and Demarius and Dez and Odell for sure. They're going to push you to the high 40s into the $50 range. Um, But I don't think you need to do that because I think Julio, I mean, if you can get him for cheaper or or AJ Green, I'm a little skeptical with Calvin, but Elshon Jeffrey, Randall Cobb, guys like that, if you can get them for 42 or 45 or 37, 38, those are all prices I see like Elshon and Randall and AJ Green going for, then I think You know, you can save yourself 10, 12 bucks or so on a receiver and still have a wide receiver one who, who could potentially be the wide receiver one overall at the end of the year. You know, given Mm -hmm. health and given whatever's going on. I mean, Randall Cobb, you know, he's, he's going to put up great numbers uh elshon is a little worrisome with cutler back there aj green i think he's really going to blow up this year and have another big year uh they got a lot of different weapons in that game so it's not just targeting aj green they got a lot of good things going from andy dalton was like i think the number two quarterback only a couple of years ago so i mean i don't care what he does for his team in the playoffs because our playoffs are done by then you know yeah. we only care about up till week 16 if he can get the job done for our fantasy teams up until week 16, AJ Green then will be solid. So, yeah, I'm not going to pay 50 50 bucks on one guy, whether it's a running back or a receiver. Um, I think there's too many guys that you can get from what I'm seeing in my mocks for 45, 40, 38 dollars, and Randall, Elshon, AJ Green are a few of the guys that you might want to target if you're looking to spend a little less but get that wide receiver one production. And how much would you allocate to two hold studs? Hold on, hold
0: on. I just want to go back to that first part of the question. So that's wide receivers. You're not thinking you're going to spend more than uh, 50 bucks on anyone, but let's take a look at it as just anyone. Are you spending 50, yeah. 50 bucks on anyone that could buy on Gronk or on running backs?
1: No, I mean, I'd like to have Gronk, but I think I, I would, I don't want to go that high on a tight end. Um, I mean, he's probably worth it uh, when he's in his prime. He puts up numbers that are comparable to a wide receiver one, which he probably will do again this year. When I look at running back, I just there's just too much. You know, Le'Veon Bell would be about the only guy that I would consider paying 50 bucks or more for. Uh, Eddie Lacy is good. Jamal Charles, you know, I'm I'm getting concerned here. Matt Forte, Marshawn Lynch, AP, I like, but all those guys that are getting, you know, they all have some hint of, are you sure? Because I there's there is age creeping up there and with age comes a, you know, it's easier to become injured and, and there's, and there's mileage on a lot of these guys too. So they concern me. I think that you could potentially get RB1 production for guys like CJ Anderson and Jeremy Hill. Um, You know, maybe Justin Forsett even for probably closer to the $35 mark or or maybe 40. Um, so I think, you know, why spend 50 when you can get the same production for less and then you have more money to, to give yourself some more depth or to, to, to strengthen other positions. So, you know, if I thought that there was nobody else that could put up the, comparable stats at the end of the year and i had to spend 50 bucks to get that guy i would but i just think that there's other guys that potentially could pop up and those like some of the guys i mentioned
0: well i think some of those guys that you mentioned um in our big auction are probably going to go for over 60 so i'm not going to pull the trigger there most likely but if any of those guys Levion or jamal charles ap i just love i think he's a swing mm-hmm. for the fence it's kind of like if one of those guys fell into the into the 50s i think that uh I might plus one on on that nomination just because I think the potential. I think a guy like AP, let's say, um, can win you the league. I think there's a lot of guys that can lose you the league, and I think he's one of the. He could lose you the league too, but I think, I mean, for all intents and purposes, if anyone's going to get, let's say, two thousand yards this year, he could be the guy.
1: That's right. Oh yeah, he's. I like him too, and. I just don't think I'm able to afford him. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I well, that's it. That's what I said.
0: But if he was in, if he was, you know, if it's 53 for AP going once, going twice, I'm going to 54.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: anyways, and so the second part of the question from Mr. Uh, Reception Perception uh, with his pretty little NFL um, icon there on Twitter now too, which is nice. Um, how much would you allocate for two studs? So let's just say four wide receivers. How much are you going to allocate in your budget blister for two stud wide receivers if you were going to go that route?
1: Uh, Because I think, like I said, you can get them anywhere from 37 to 45. I'm going to allocate about 90 bucks, we'll say. And, uh, I think you can get two solid ones. You know, I look back, I really do believe I like the studs and duds type of philosophy. I think you need yeah. that best player at each position. You know, I'm a lot more comfortable going in if I got a Randall Cobb or a Jordy Nelson or AJ Green than I, than if I have like a Larry Fitzgerald and Keenan Allen and, and guys like that, you know, a uh, Kendall Wright, Julian Edelman, you know, Edelman's good. He's going to get catches. He's going to get a couple hundred points, but these studs are going to get 380 points. And, uh, for example, last year in the auction, I had Le'Veon Bell and I had Antonio Brown and I had Gronk. So at the end of the day, and I had Russell Wilson, who was one of the top quarterbacks, but I got stud production out of those guys. They were number one in all their positions. But at the time, other than Gronk, I didn't pay top dollar for them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Antonio Brown wasn't the most expensive running uh, wide receiver off the board last year. Le'Veon Bell wasn't the most expensive running back off the board. So there's a fine line between maybe a little bit of luck and also like I I probably spent around 38 I want to think on Levion cuz the year before I bought him as a rookie for 8 and he was banged up or suspended and each year he started year with some question marks I thought last year we saw him might get, you know we were worried about him being suspended because before last season started that him and Blount got caught with the pot so Yeah yeah uh Antonio Brown same thing I didn't pay I can't remember what I paid I don't have enough. I got my 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 roster here but I don't have what I paid for him so those two guys, I mean, when I look at the rest of my receivers last year, this is what I drafted. Antonio Brown, Pierre Garçon, you know what he did next to nothing. Wes Walker was a plug. Marcus Colston did very little. Harry Douglas and, and Caldwell from Denver. So right. that, that's pretty gross. Uh, running backs, <laughs> Le'Veon, Rashad Jennings, Pierre Thomas, Bradshaw, and Pierce. Bradshaw was good at the start. Rashad didn't do much. So I put big bucks into Le'Veon and Antonio. I had Gronk and Kelsey at tight end and uh, Cutler and Wilson. As my, and Goskowski was the best kicker I had him. So, I mean, yeah, I, that's not how my team ended up, but that's what I put my money into. And again, that's, it's yeah. not. So if I look at this year's auction, for example, and I think who, what do I want to pay for two studs? Well, if I look at last year, if I think I can get that production from Randall Cobb for 42 and, um, perhaps, uh, Justin Forsett for 35, then I'm going to, that's the way I'm going to go. I'm going I'm going to target about 90 bucks for my top two.
0: Okay. And then are. for me, I'm hovering around that 75 to 80 range. And for the same reasons you're saying, and I just look back at the draft that we did, the actual draft, friend draft we did a few nights ago, like a week and a half ago now or so. But, uh, I got Julio Jones for 47 and, um, Jordan Matthews for 30. So that was a 70, yeah. um, $77 top two there, and then a Larry Fitzgerald slide in for three bucks as my wide receiver three. But that allowed yeah. me to do like what you were talking about before with those running backs and get get that tier with the Jeremy Hill. I got Justin Forsett as well, so it allowed me to spend a little bit more money and get two higher-level running backs rather than a Jeremy Hill and a Rashad Jennings to get a Jeremy Hill yeah. and a Justin Forsett, and then all of a sudden, right? And then That's it freed nice. up money, and, yeah. I, and I pulled out Todd Gurley, for later on and I know we hear that maybe now he won't start the first couple of games, but if, uh, you know, week eight, he's in full force, I think that me Mm -hmm. saving a little bit of money in that top two wide receivers, my wide receiver one and wide receiver two. So that's kind of why I went that way and I, I like the looks of that team.
1: Oh, definitely. And I think, you know, you really can. I think in both cases, I think there's some really good running backs and wide receivers in that Mid twenties to mid thirty dollar range. That you know, if you're comfortable with them and and you have the confidence in them, you know, pushing for a wide receiver one or a running back one, uh, then why spend fifty or sixty on them? You know, and yeah. other guys, you know, they want that stud. They know that they're going to anchor their team around Eddie Eddie. And that's that's fine. I mean, I'd love to have them on my team, but you know, for the right price. If I if I was in an auction and Le'Veon was still sitting there at forty five, you know, or forty eight. I, I'm mm-hmm. going to still probably bid on him because if I can get him for that now, I think I got a deal where, cause some people are going to pay 60, 65 for him in places, right? So yep. it definitely, it's about value. It's about keeping all your options open and having them, like we've always said, being flexible, having a plan A, B, C and D.
0: Well, I know that that's some of the things we're going to talk about when we actually get into the position, but it's just still good banter and it stays with it. I think sure. if you can feel confident enough, you know, running why I mean, why couldn't you run three, wide receiver 2s rather right? like you could not, i mean you do not yeah. make but more than enough like I if mean, someone's got a you know the 40th ranked guys their wide receivers 3 but they or, have a fourth yeah. ra- four, the number 4 wide receiver as wide receiver 1 why couldn't you yeah. have a Brandon Cooks TY Hilton and Mike Evans uh, as sure. your three receivers
1: Quite, quite easily could, and then he could really go after the two big running backs. I mean, right now, Brandon Cooks, Jordan Matthews say, and let's say, uh, Helen Robinson, who is often looked over, but who wouldn't want him for a wide receiver three? So you could be looking at about roughly 30 for Cooks. Matthews could go slightly cheaper. I haven't seen him go anywhere for these guys from, you know, 23 to 35, but let's say 30, 28, that's 58, and Robinson sometimes around 10 bucks, 68 bucks. You could have those three guys. The, you know, Cooks is going to be, they're both, all three of those guys are going to be targeted more than anybody else in their team. They're going to be, you know, they're going to put up great numbers. It's PPR we're talking again. So you got three guys potentially for 70 bucks, one, two, and three, and then boom, you can turn around and spend uh, another 90 or a hundred maybe or so not quite on your, on your RB1 and two. And then you're yeah. pretty stacked. Yeah. So, well, that's just it. Nice.
0: That's that flexibility that auction gives you, but you have to have this testicular fortitude to say, I don't have a clear wide receiver one. Yeah. right. I and don't have a big dog.
1: No, and I, but I think, you know, if Cooks and all these guys stayed healthy, they would compete. Like They're for not sure. going to go out any given week and get just blown away by Jordy or Dez or anybody like that because, you know, they're all the situations have all changed for – cooks and matthews especially from last year because cooks is the biggest show in town there now and matthews is the number one because macklin left so like they're they're going to be ranked and tiered lower but really they have a potential to jump up like there's nothing stopping them except uh, health problems hopefully they don't have any from being a a value of about 50 60 dollars if that they could produce like that so that's kind of a, it's a really, that, that's why you do a couple of mocks to see what your team looks like at the yeah. end. And I'm pretty sure you'd be pretty happy if Cooks, Matthews, and Landry, or Keenan Allen, or Sammy, uh, Watkins, or any of those guys as your three, uh, Mark Davis, Bryant, whatever. And then, yeah, yeah you, you probably have a nice squad. More well, really nice than squad. Do that even Maybe
0: when I'm at sitting at the, you know, at the lake or whatever, I like to just like write out my teams. Okay, what if I'm with this budget scenario? It could look like this, this, and this, and have this guy. If I'm going to spend, you know, eighty dollars on my receivers, well, what does that look like versus yeah. that? And you can see that just through average auction values, roughly what your team would look like, right? And working through yeah. all those different scenarios is I find very good practice for when I get into the draft because I've seen those teams.
1: For sure. You know, and, I have a piece
0: of paper that has all of those teams on it and what they yeah, look like.
1: That's exactly what I will I, I chart like I I have an Excel spreadsheet of all my mock auctions or whatever I'm prepping for. Like when it was the fishbowl, I mocked countless times from the number one, seeing if I took A P first or Antonio or who how I like my team the mo the best, you know? Yeah. And uh that's what you got to do i mean each time you mock you got to prep it towards that that league like we've we've had auctions right now with where you have 16 guys total 17 18 20 whatever the case may be so you I'm need up, to no mock kicker. No kicker, sometimes just the defense, sometimes no kicker or defense. So you have to really take a look at what your team would look like. But that was a key, and we talked about that a while ago, or I did an article. Put some actual names to the numbers. Yeah. You know, I want to spend thirty-two dollars on my wide receiver too. Well, who are the guys that could be, and and what's gonna, you know, how is that gonna look? Because once you start looking at that, then you, oh man, I you know I like this, or oh I'm I can't, I can't quite live with that, and. You know, more often than not, the guys that are ranked number one and everything going in don't always end that way. So don't mm-hmm. go in. A, A, you gotta kind of let go of what happened last year and you gotta let go of being stuck on that number that, oh, he's ranked this. I gotta pay for him. He's gonna yeah. be, cause they're not gonna finish like that exactly. It's, that's impossible to predict.
0: Right. And then I like to, um, I guess more aim and target for the tier rather than target for the player. I mean, there are some guys within the tier that I like, but, you know, more than others. And there's some guys that are ranked in the tier that I just put a line through anyways because I don't, I don't want to. That's what I do.
1: When I get ready to go to the auction, I'll take my tiers and I'll go into my tier sheet and I'll highlight background red if I don't want to touch them and green. You can and see red? Oh. I got a pretty good one. I can see. Yeah. But if you're right. Maybe I should do a blue and just white or something.
0: You're like, they all look brown and gray. I don't understand.
1: I don't understand it. I thought I hated this guy. But no, I, when did I start liking him? They're all the same color. It's weird. It's strange stuff.
0: Sorry, I'm a jerk. I apologize. That's okay. That's you, okay. you don't have any control over that. <laughs> no. um, anyways, okay, let's go on to the third question before we get into some oh, news here, Blister. Sure. At Derek Myers, who I do have to say I really enjoyed the little Twitter banter. He he's the guy that's in the fan league with me in uh, sorry in my league in the fishbowl. Yeah. So he's the one that won our fan spot. And did you see that blister? The um he tweets about about what my face would look like after the news of Geno Smith getting punched in the jaw because <laughs> I that's I was gonna I went Geno Smith and like Blake Bortles while my receivers are. Disgusting, yeah. and I have a P in that league. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but I had to suffer somewhere, you right? Know. So, you yeah. Know. So he had some uh, stupid picture of uh, um that's good Clint Eastwood, and then yeah. I didn't read it until I was out on a boat fishing. Yeah. I said I'm on a boat, and then Slim's like, "Oh, you had me at on a boat," and then he's got some. He's got the, you know, prestige worldwide video going on, and then other guys are doing it. So it was a it was a good little thread there. So uh, uh, thanks, Derek, for that. you guys can two questions here. Who's the consensus bottom of the wide receiver two ranks for us? And then the second part is who's that guy in the wide receiver three? So, blister, take a look at your ranks there, and who's that guy that's kind of around that 23, 24? Yeah. Which is Martinez well, Bryant, I, know, I actually, think, I in think. there.
1: My my you know what, yeah, I got Jarvis Landry at twenty three, Keenan Allen, twenty four, Julian Edelman, twenty. But I gotta go to my because otherwise it's kind of it's not right in the same order there. But if I look at my tiers, like I was saying, uh tier one I got Brown, Nelson, Thomas, Bryant Beckham, blah 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 blah. So I get into about my tier three, that gets me into about my uh my, my wide receiver twos. I got Evans, Tate, Hilton, Cooks, Matthews, Benjamin, Martavis, Bryant. You know, I I'd probably throw Jarvis Landry into that tier And that would be about the bottom end of what I would want for my wide receiver too. So, no, cause I, I'm like, I'm liking, especially in PPR, some really good receivers, whether they're, so out of my first one, two, five, 12, 18, about Twilandry, um, I would throw Alan Robinson in there, potentially Martavis Bryant still. I know there's, I just think he, he doesn't need to be on the field as much as Marcus Wheaton to put up bigger numbers. Um, so that's that's the bottom end of mind. Calvin Benjamin, uh guys like that. And then so my wide receiver threes would potentially start with Keenan Allen, uh Julian Edelman, maybe Andre Johnson, Sammy Watkins, guys like that, Jeremy Macklin potentially. Um I think those guys would be solid. Uh and then, you know, that's probably my cutoff right there. Okay, my, and then a lot of the guys in my tier four.
0: So Blister does have his actual tier sheet. It's sitting up on the website under the members area. So if you become a member of the website, which, uh, more and more, we were busy, Blister. Monday was a busy day. Today was a busy day as far as guys, you know, finally getting ready for, for their draft. But you can go on, you can go on. In the members area, you can see Blister's actual tier sheet. And I mean, it's the one he brings into our draft. It's not just something that he, you know, right? Blister, that's
1: what you're actually used. That's what I'll be bringing in. And
0: I'll be bringing that
1: in. I won't be bringing in the values.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. When he, uh, when he updates the sheet, it's there live as he updates it and it's downloadable for you. Uh, on an Excel spreadsheet, a, um, a Google sheet, so you can edit. and Because we really promote that, too. Don't just say, hey, you know, Blister always knows what he's talking about. I'm bringing Blister sheet in. Use Blister sheet as the backbone of your tiers or your ranks, if that's what you want, but then make it your own. And so we're giving you that opportunity to be able to download his actual sheet or Slim's actual sheet. I have my sheet sheet that I used for that draft. Um, a few days ago, it's sitting Last there right year. on the spread uh, on there. Uh, no, that's this year's just the one we did with that ESPN oh. draft. So that's okay. listed on there too. And you can just download it, edit it. It's got all the colors that I used and all the stuff. It's just, it's my actual sheet. So, um, I mean, obviously nice. I'm going to tweak it a little bit before we go into our big one, but you can head on to our site, defense football and look at that. So I'm looking at mine right now, right off our spreadsheet. And in that ranks for me is the, uh, Martavis Bryant, uh, well, Deshaun Jackson, um, Amari Cooper, Jarvis Landry. I kind of like, uh, um, maybe some Steve Smith in there, some, uh, Colston too, kind of in that little bit of a mix. And then if we move down, yeah. I'm, I'm not afraid because I think I'm going to spend a little bit more on, on ones and twos. So again, like who would be my lowest mm-hmm. guy as a wide receiver three? It's hard to say because of, uh, you know, how much I'm, I think I'm going to spend up there? I don't think I'm only going to have I'm going to have less than ten bucks for that wide receiver three. So you're looking at guys like Decker or Bolden, um, you know, very solid. Yeah, those types. Other those types Bolden, of guys. Bolden,
1: right? Bolden's still very solid. Steve Smith is very solid. And he's not yeah. going to cost you very much money. Larry Fitz, um, like, I mean, I took him in you know, that if, in
0: that draft that we were talking about. Yeah. So I don't know that Marvin Jones I mean.
1: starts to show something, you know. Yep. If Marvin Jones shows something over through the preseason here, he could be a guy that you'd want in there. John Brown from Arizona is looking good. And with Malcolm, uh, Michael Floyd being banged up, he could be really good. Eddie Royal, I mean, I think he, I don't like him a lot, but I just think he's going to be solid in that offense, uh, with Jay Cutler there. And he's all purports are looking really good. Even Vincent Jackson's not getting the love, but you could slide him in as a pretty solid wide receiver three. For um, forward, so there's some guys you know. in there for sure. Okay, yeah, so you could, you could, have- um,
0: yeah. So anyway, so those are some Twitter questions that we had. It's at Fantasy Auction. You can hit us up on Twitter. So let's get into the next segment here. Blister only puts three news items, so we can try. We've been talking about the strategy and stuff, anyways, just now anyway. So that's good. So there'll be a few things oh, we yeah. can touch on later on. Here's segment number two. This is the fantasy football news: buy or sell. So in the, new, in the news buy or sell, we take a look at the news items that are out there right now, and we ask the experts, well, Blister tonight, whether he's buying or selling, the implications of that news item. So I tried to keep it somewhat relevant to wide receivers, but I did have to get a Cowboys backfield in because you can't – I don't think anybody in the industry can have a podcast right now without talking about that backfield, so I thought I would talk sure. about the backfield. So the first question here – yeah, the first headline here is Michael Floyd dislocates his fingers. Speaking of wide receiver threes, he was one of the guys that I kind of have on that area too. Michael Floyd dislocates his fingers. There were three of them, but hopes to miss no games. So he said it wasn't so much in pain, but it was more shock when he looked down and he saw um things that he says were just gnarly. He had three fingers that were going left and right. Um But Bruce Arians thinks that – and he and Michael Floyd himself thinks that he's not going to be missing any games uh, as far as uh um, regular season games. The Cardinals do open the season on September thirteenth against the Saints. So Blister, the question is buy or sell with this news, this moves Michael Floyd into that maybe two dollar range, because right now his AAV is six. Like does this actually yeah, affect I think his people boxing are pop value?
1: Yeah, he doesn't need anything more negative, I guess, going against him. Last <laughs> year, everyone had him pegged as this big breakout and he was really, really a big dud. And so I don't think people, you know, their feelings are still going to be hurt from last season. So, and they, they thought you know, maybe they had a little glimmer of hope while the season's gone by. He's going to maybe he learn he'll be better. And all of a sudden, boom, he, he, I heard that it was just gross. His fingers were just so yeah. out of place yeah. that it was just like, them, right? gross. Yeah, so I think definitely, you know, again, we mentioned John Brown a little earlier who spent a lot of time with Carson Palmer all summer. I think you lived with him for a while. Uh, he's just been working hard, put on some extra meat to, so he can, he can go get away from, uh, get himself some separation. And, uh, you and, and everything is pointing to Brown right now. Yeah. Um, I think Michael Floyd, this does drop him down to the two, three dollar range. You might be taking a flyer on him at the end of your draft, hoping that you know, you get something out of them, but yeah, I think I buy that. That just moves them down.
0: Well, wouldn't that be nice though if you did get to just pick him up for a dollar or two as your wide receiver three? Sure. I mean, it's a big I name mean, with could... ceiling, right? I mean, floor for so wide receiver not three. No, okay, right? yeah. yeah. But if your floor no, sure. yeah, is so. Michael Floyd's floor, that's yeah. not too shabby, right? I mean, yeah, he finishes no. the fortieth or whatever. Um, yeah. PPR receiver last year. If I look here, where was he? Forty fourth.
1: Yeah, I So guess, uh, let's say yeah. he
0: does a little bit better than that. He did get 100 targets last year. So let's say he stays with 100 targets, but catches a couple more footballs. You know, all of a sudden he could be yeah. in that 30 to 35 range, right?
1: Well for sure, for sure. There? I just thought I heard the sirens going off. Huh? Oh, yeah, I'm I here. You still there?
0: Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry, I, I thought like you. I thought you lost
1: yeah, we got some pretty heavy storms to, uh, coming through scary. here
0: in, uh, in the area. So just uh, keep that in mind. If we do blank it out of is. here, I'll probably just leave it. I'll just probably just leave the pod as is and post it anyways. We've got enough yeah. good content. Um, probably. all right. Down, headline number two blister is uh, running back Gus Johnson gets a chance at Cowboys camp. So during Monday's practice yesterday, so it'd be Monday, August 10th. Um, yet another Dallas Cowboy running back mispractice when Joseph Randall sat out with an oblique injury. So Run DMC and Lance Dunbar are on the shelf right now. So they brought in the undrafted free agent Gus Johnson um to take a look at take a look at him throughout camp. So if we take a look at Gus Johnson, he came out of uh um the Southland Conference. He was the player of the year there. He rat, rushed for over 1,600 yards, 23 touchdowns. Um He averaged 6.2 yards per carry um, over his career. So not too shabby and, uh you, you know, not drafted. So the Cowboys now taking a look there. So who knows what the heck's happening back there, Blister. So um buy or sell, the Gus bus is draftable if you're drafting this weekend.
1: You know what? Why not? I'll buy that. Buy him for a buck. Uh, It doesn't hurt. You want to get that starting running back for the Cowboys. And as much as people are leaning towards that being Joseph Randall, there's nothing been said or put in stone and there's no guarantees. So if it turns out to be Gus Johnson, hey, and you got him for a dollar, you could have the best value of the draft. So, you know, there's always that guy you take, you know, I, I honestly haven't seen Gus' goal in any auctions or any drafts of any kind yet um i don't even know if he's in any databases i sure hope he is but you know <laughs> what it's a dollar the guy's got some good numbers there and who knows like there's always that guy like alfred morris look at alfred morris a few years back the undrafted running back has yeah. been enough starting for the, the redskins and been a top uh, wide um, running what back about
0: guy that has a pulled years. groin right now
1: um what was his name
0: yeah. Uh, oh yeah arian foster
1: yeah narrow it down uh, yeah there's a lot of pulled grains out there yeah, again, yeah, yeah. But, uh you know what i mean like that that happened yeah arian foster was, sorry yeah he was undrafted too wasn't he so yeah you know what well why not i mean he's got a great line to run behind he's got he, like what i like they said about him and he's a unique build compared to the rest of the running backs they have there you know and and that's yeah. kind of good i mean i think that bodes well for him he looked good on the goal line so hey if he's the goal line back and maybe that if, who knows this guy why not take a chance so you're you're always looking for guys that have a, a high upside potential and i think if there's a guy who's starting for the cowboys behind that line they have a high upside potential so
0: my idea the is just the late mm-hmm. late late in the draft when you're just throwing out your dollar players or whatever it is mm-hmm. you go from, obviously i think in the draft because what happens if week 2 he has two touchdowns. Now you're yeah. putting in 20% of your waiver wire budget to yeah. get this guy when it costs oh, yeah. you and that's you right. can just drop him if he doesn't even make the team. And yeah. I think that's why you draft him is that so that you don't have to fight for him on waivers later on.
1: Yeah. And that's a good point. Like that's like a lot of guys. Um...
0: That's why I took him out broad, a mod Bradshaw in a couple of drafts. Cause if yeah. he does sign with somebody, boom, sure. he's on my team.
1: And that's a good point, you know. I am like, uh, probably has not thought about that as much other years as I have now, but you see guys that always at the end of your draft, you're looking at a Matt Jones, Cameron Artis Payne, Javoris Allen or Buck Allen or whoever you want to say, and I like all three of those guys, and all three of them could be potential starters, could be potential producers. At some point this year, it's quite realistic, and you can pick them up for a buck, but you better believe that if Justin Forsett goes down and, and Buck Allen's on the waiver wire, he is going to cost you a large chunk of your budget and, you know, you might not be able to get him. So if you, you know, save some room for those guys, hopefully if you got room, depending on how deep your bench is and stuff like that. But uh, I'd say any more than a five or more player bench, uh, get one of those type of guys on your bench that that could be a a producer for you.
0: Right. And I mean, most guys aren't going to have to really think about this too much because we're going to see preseason and all those things before most drafts go on. But someone's yeah. probably drafting this weekend on the fifteenth, and oh, for sure. you know, so take yeah. a shot on him. Why not? No sense. Uh, I mean, you might as well do it now rather than fight on the waiver for him, or just drop him and pick the next guy up on the waiver. Anyways,
1: well, that's right. It Doesn't cost you much, then. Eh? That's right.
0: That's right. And you're yeah. probably gonna have a buck or two left over in your budget, anyways. So how does that? How does that that's hurt? Right. right. Yeah. All right. So uh, third item here, blister, and then we'll go into some more wide receiver stuff. Well, I guess I made this linked. Two wide receiver, but Geno Smith with the broken jaw is out six <laughs> to 10 weeks, like we mentioned earlier. So he got into a locker room altercation and I'm not even going to attempt the guy's name, not only because I yeah. wouldn't been able to pronounce it, but also because he's just a reserve linebacker. So some chump guy that was, you know, trying to make the practice squad, um, Colcock or sucker punch Geno Smith in the dressing room broke his jaw. So and, dumb. um, yeah. And so now sounds like Gino Smith is probably going to be out six to ten weeks. So the question here, Blister, is uh, buy or sell? The beard, Ryan Fitzpatrick, makes <laughs> Brandon Marshall or Eric Decker and, I guess, Derek, Eric Decker even better?
1: You know, I don't think it hurts him at all. I know Gino had been having a really good camp, um, but you know the old uh the bearded one he can he can sling the ball around as long as he's hitting Decker and Marshall and uh um you know, his team and not throwing picks, then uh, then they'll be okay. He's had some good years when he was back with Buffalo. You know, they came out of the gate strong. You know, I was looking at some of his stats. He's had games where he's thrown four touchdowns. Last year, he with six touchdowns in one game. And so, you know, the guy can throw. He's got some good weapons there. I think they're going to be a run-heavy team still. I think they're going to, you know, they're they're going to start with the run and and you know I don't think he's going to probably have too many games where he gets uh more than you know twenty five throws I don't think he'll i think he'll limit him to twenty five or less probably um but you know i I don't think it can hurt them, but if you think about that, you know when I was looking at the stats in the past, i mean different teams obviously his first year at the jets but yeah he 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 was often a you know high teens low twenties and and uh attempts and stuff like that. So if you're thinking that if a quarterback's only, let's even bump that up to 25, if they're only throwing 25 times a game, how, how many, you know, if you're looking at a PPR team, uh, Decker, Marshall, guys like that, um, how many catches can they actually have, you know, and some of those passes probably works with somebody in the backfield. He's always like throwing it to his tight end. So I worry about the overall value of them. And again, because I think that they're going to run the ball first. So. So it helped, do you I think
0: it helps Chris Ivory then?
1: Well, I know, I, I think they were going to run the ball the same anyways. You know, I think they might have, uh, who knows how much confidence they have in Fitzpatrick, but he just always finds a way on the field, you know.
0: Yeah. And I
1: think, uh, I just don't think you know, overall, helping, harming—I don't know. I just—I don't have a ton of confidence in Geno or Fitz. I, I think they'll be okay, serviceable. One week they might throw three touchdowns, and then the next week they could throw three picks, and they could do that all in the same game. And uh I just think they're probably heavy, heavy on the run first. So I, I kind of shy away from B Marsh this year, and and even Decker.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I did have oh. a fourth item here. And that's, so let's just quickly talk oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. So the, yeah, the Arizona Cardinals have made an offer to Chris John for one year deal. And apparently that's this morning, Tuesday, August, uh, um, or sorry, that as of yesterday, um, Tuesday morning, August 11th. And I just quickly checked the news wire and there isn't anything about him getting a deal or, or signing a deal as of, uh, Wednesday night at 10:30. So anyways just keep that in mind if you're listening to this and there was or wasn't a deal It's why we're talking about it. So anyways he did he is mulling over a one a one year deal. So blister uh, buy or sell if he does sign, CJ 2K is not even worth 50 cents in your option.
1: I buy that. I don't like him. I haven't liked him for a long time, ever since he held out after he had the one, one good year and then he was a bum ever since. So I wouldn't buy him. He'd never be on my team. You know, I think they, they have to try to get themselves some, I've heard different reports and people are contemplating are they not happy with Ellington and they're not happy with this. I just think that they need some type of backfield. I mean, Ellington is not going to stay healthy all year. He's a small guy who gets banged up pretty good. Um, he's a little bit banged up right now. Johnson's been off, I think, with the groin as well. So I think if they're both healthy, Mellington and Johnson will be just fine, and CJ2K wouldn't even get on the field. But I think they just need a little bit of insurance or they're looking for something because after those two guys, it's pretty bleak, Kerwin-Williams and... uh uh Stefan Taylor, like these aren't guys that you can rely on week in and week out. And, you know, bringing in CJ2K could, if, if he does play and these guys are banged up, you know, a defensive might think, well, you know, we got to give him some respect and they can't just, you know, blanket every receiver they have. They might just think that just in case he's got something left and in case he can break one. So maybe it's more of a name game with the opponent's defense's than it is for your fantasy team. You know, I don't think your fantasy team could get too excited about CJ2K.
0: Okay. All right, good. So there's some news items just for them. I mean, there's lots of, you know, chatter out there, but those are some things that stood out to me heading into tonight, Wednesday. So, Blister, let's uh, get into wide receivers a, a little bit more. We have spoke a lot to it, actually, and we're, I mean, almost an hour in here already, Blister. So we've done some good wide receiver talk already. But uh, you can head on over to our website, thefantasyfootballauction.com, take a look at, uh, at our rankings and um, the average auction values, or the AAV, which is one thing that we refer to here a lot as we're talking, uh, for individual players. If you go to the free area of the site, you can see the top 16 or 17 players. So we give you a good good taste there of what we think guys are going for on those upper tiers. And then if you are a paid member to the membership site or membership area, that's $14.95, so just a little bit more than the price of a magazine for current up-to-date uh, as it's happening information. You can see a list of up to, I think, 108 or more wide receivers. Because Today we're talking about wide receivers. Yeah, 108 all the way down to Sammy Coates. So you can take a look at uh, all those things, and we do have that metric up there now with the – Value indicator where we take a look at the positional ranking of values versus the average auction value and showing you whether or not a guy right now is going as a deal or not. So blister. Um, I guess first question, not that we want to give away anything. We're not drafting for a little bit yet, but what's this, what, you know, what are you looking at as far as your wide receiver strategy? I know we kind of spoke to uh, some different types of strategies, but what's Mr. blister's idea this year?
1: Well, you know, I'm glad we did that mock last week on the air because uh, my strategy on that mock was to be running back heavy. And, uh, prior to that, I'd been in a few drafts, a couple of different, you know, like these, uh, I don't know if you call them pro ams or whatever with the fishbowl and a couple other things. Uh, where it was even a couple that were snake, obviously, and and a couple that were auctions so far, and in those ones I went in thinking I'm going to make sure my wide receiver one, two, and three are pretty pretty damn solid, you know. And uh I, th- you know, that was my intent going in. Didn't always work out that way. It didn't work out that way in the fish bowl. My best receiver was Alshon, and then it fell off pretty pretty good. But I'm pretty heavy at running back. I look at that. But I look back at our, um, our mock auction last week and my, my goal is to go in running back heavy. So I got Forte, uh, 56, LaShawn McCoy, 44, and Lamar Miller at 25 on my flex. That's pretty, pretty solid, pretty heavy. Um, But my receivers, Brandon Cooks, 35, so I still spent some good money there. Jarvis Landry, I got him for only 16. And Golden Tate, who I really, he helped me win some championships last year, Golden yeah. Tate. And I think he'll be pretty darn solid again this year. Easily wide receiver too. You know, we talked about you have a stud receiver. Yeah, he's going to get the ball, but he did enough last year with Stafford to earn his trust and to earn him a number of looks as well, right? So, and he was only seven bucks. So, you know, that's, I'm pretty happy with that. I think I got three great receivers. Brandon Cooks could easily challenge for a wide receiver one. Jarvis Landry could be high end wide receiver two and Golden Tate could be low end wide receiver two. And I definitely got three stud running backs, Forte, McCoy, and Miller. Now, what would I do different? Well, I probably would shave the 56 I paid for Forte. Maybe I'd shave 20 bucks off that and pick up, you know, uh, Justin Forsett. And then that $20 I put into Golden Tate and suddenly, uh, You know, 27, maybe I got Jordan Matthews in there, who I I think should be this year. So, you know, I look at that and think, you know, DeAndre Hawkins
0: in there, or it could be Calvin. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, and then you're looking at a team's number one receiver. So, you know, they're going to target them a lot. So, you know, that's not a bad thing. Like I said, I'm going to go into the auction quite flexible. Uh, You know, sure, I'd like to go in there and get AJ Green and, You know, um, Des Bryant and Odell Beckham, that, that'll be pretty pricey. But, you know, if I can get, uh, good running backs and, and it's scary. Like I have a couple uh teams out there right now. Oh, I should pull that up real quick that, that I, um, I'm hurting. I'm really hurting at, uh, um, running back. You know, I I've got some good receivers, but I've got one running back and then I don't know who my next one's going to be like, uh, Oh, a R.E.S.P.N. One, there's a good example right there. I went Demarius. Oh, this is a R.E.S.P.N. auction we did last week. Demarius yeah, Thomas, Randall Cobb. Got Demarius, Randall Cobb, Brian Cooks, Jarvis Landry, Martavis, Martavis Bryant, Wheaton, and J- Marvin Jones. But I got between Thomas, Cobb, Cooks, Landry, and maybe Bryant, some pretty nice receivers. But at running back, I got Jonathan Stewart, who I've never liked. Um I'm hoping that he can stay healthy, but chances are slim. So I did pick up Cameron Artis Payne. I got LeGarrette Blount, who's going to be suspended. And I just hate – I New England's my team. I hate trying to play their backfield in fantasy because I don't know ever what's going to happen. And I got Bishop Sankey, who was a real letdown last year. I'm just hoping yeah. that maybe he turns it around and then my other two running backs are meaningless. So I, I it's easy to see that I went heavy, heavy wide receiver – very thin at running back. Um, so that, that scares me because I don't know what will happen there. And uh, there's other ones where, you know, Adrian Peterson, DeMarco Murray, Joseph Randall, hopefully, Sims, Jab, Allen, Matt Jones. I mean, that's pretty heavy where my running back, my receivers are Elshon, Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry again. Those are my top three. So I, I, I guess it's just about finding the right value. And, I mean, mm-hmm. if you go – three guys for 150 or you get five guys for uh, sorry three guys at 50 for 150 or if you can get five guys at 30 i'd rather have five good guys that can put up potentially the same numbers as those three guys that cost you 50 so it's all about and that's what it's all about i guess eh? making your money yeah. go the farthest and getting the best bang for your buck so it's going to be one of those two things I've, I've kind of it's either going to be running back heavy wide receiver heavy uh at least get one studded each position like red receiver and running back I won't spend much on quarterback and tight end I'd love to have Gronk again this year but I just don't think I'll be able to afford him
0: yeah no one for sure I mean and in that mock I did that strategy where I went for Gronk and a big name quarterback and it just makes everything else look a little iffy you know um in that mock I ended up with Aaron Rodgers at 37 bucks and Gronk at 53 bucks. So now all of a sudden I'm Melvin Gordon, 26 and Andre Ellington for 12. Um, Chris Ivory for five or, um, yeah, for five bucks. You know, the steal of the draft now could have been, uh, Chris Polk for, you know, for a couple of bucks at the end of the draft. I think he, he went for five just so I could get my 200 out. Um, but yeah, the, the running backs look, a, look a little thin, but maybe not too bad. And then the wide receiver position, I think the steal for me, Based on that, was getting Emmanuel Sanders for 20 bucks because then that at least sets me with something there. But I just Mm -hmm. don't feel super confident with that team. I think I can get similar production of Aaron Rodgers uh, for, well, we talked about Big Ben or even Matt Ryan or someone like that and spend 30 less dollars. And boy, running backs and wide receivers sure look a lot better with 15 bucks, let's say, thrown into each of those positions.
1: For sure, they would, yeah.
0: You know, even if you kept Gronk at 53, he's, you know, it still looks like a better team, right?
1: It would. I mean, you could throw like, I got Matt Ryan for three, but Eli Manning for a buck. But, you know, say, say spend five bucks, 32 more dollars goes a long way into Sammy Watkins and Michael Floyd or at least Michael Floyd and Ellington. Even you could upgrade with, (laughs) with 32 bucks. That's a pretty good upgrade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then Slim in that mock draft. He did go wide receiver heavy. That was the strategy for him and a big name yeah. tight end. So we got Julio Jones for 50, AJ Green for 46. He did get Jimmy Graham for 40 bucks, which I thought was a little, little high, but he had to go after him. And uh, so he ends up with Jonathan Stewart for 13 bucks, CJ Spiller for 22. I think him as slim is pretty happy with those two as running backs, isn't
1: you say? Yeah, you in as wide receiver three is Allen Robinson, for only eight bucks. I mean, that's uh That's a, I mean, you look at those two running backs, and week in and week out, they could put up top twelve numbers. And you got three great receivers who are going to challenge, and then you got probably the number two tight end. So. You know, uh, and Eli Manning is going to, should be pretty solid again this year. Second year in that offense. Uh, Odell looks like Victor Cruz could be coming back healthy. You know, some Ruben Randall in there. I mean, he's going to have a number of targets. Shane Vereen could pick him up just some garbage yards, but he dumps the ball off. Uh, if he does yes. that 60, 70 times, he could pick oh, up I'm some.
0: Right, Lou and, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so
1: he's it's got a pretty a nice team. team. Does no, no, I'm just Vareen saying, like, I'm just, no, just oh, talking. He no, does. he doesn't, but yeah. I'm just, actually, Vereen was next door. Team Hines got him, but for six yeah. bucks, but I'm just I saying, like, like the he could. Team, team Hines. Look at that. That is a nice team, actually. Oh, really? You know
0: what? It's like, he went heavy on the receivers. And so Ke- Cobb for yeah. 42, Kelvin Benjamin for 30, Andre Johnson for 24. And then he, his, uh, running backs are, uh, Forsett 33, Frank Gore for 30. So. Yeah. He's doing okay there, and then he's you got know. Flacco and Tom Brady as quarterbacks, which you yeah. tie him over pretty nicely. I kind of like that team. You
1: go into this with, uh, say, a thirty five thirty five dollars limit and get guys like that, Forsett, Gore, um, you know, Cooks, Matthews. You have a pretty good team, and you could there you go. You got like six great players that, that takes you up to buck eighty, and you got your one dollar defense and kicker. That's eight players, and you got twenty eight bucks left for your. Last seven or whatever you, however deep your team is nine. That's not bad.
0: Yeah. And then just money. kind of looking down at some of the other ones in the, in the mock, right? Mm-hmm. We had, uh, you know, team Dreffel, he goes for, um, running back heavy, just looking at some, there's two teams here with running back heavies. So you look mm-hmm. at Jamal Charles, Marshawn Lynch for team Dreffel, um, versus a team. Just a couple over, which is uh, Adrian Peterson, 66, Eddie Lacey, 62. So mm-hmm. you're at a hundred and $128 for those starting two running backs. So just looking there, yeah. um, Dreffel decides to save a few bucks on quarterback, right? And yeah. then, uh, um, save money at, at the flex position. So the guy who has AP and Eddie Lacey also picks up Todd Gurley and he has Drew Brees. So, there's 35 bucks tied up there, but I like Dreffel. If you slide over, he still gets Megatron for mm-hmm. 49 bucks, Keenan Allen for 11 bucks, Brandon Marshall's wide receiver three for seven dollars. He's got Marvin Jones floating in there. Uh, you know, Doug Baldwin on a PPR, Cecil Shorts, uh, some of those guys too, and ends up with Stafford for a yeah. dollar. Um, it's not a bad looking strategy either. You know what I mean? He gets. Yeah. Big name running backs and still lands that wide receiver one.
1: Yeah, just looking through this draft real quick, I'm gonna throw out some names. This is our mock again. Guys that went for a buck that you know you should look to have on your team. Just I'm just gonna look at just strictly a dollar. Stevie Johnson, that's you got him. Uh Kyle Rudolph, I think. Josh Huff, take a look at him. Eli Manning was these are all one dollar guys. Victor Cruz. Um I'm just gonna look real quick here. Don't need to talk about those guys. No. Uh, Eddie Royal for a dollar. Uh, let me see. Dwayne Bow, Owen Daniels, Teddy Bridgewater, all one dollar. Um, Danny, I uh, don't know, not so much. Darren Sproles for a buck, maybe. Maybe Cecil Shorts, maybe Danny Amendola. And then last group of guys, Cutler was only a buck. Those guys don't matter. Jarek McKinnon might not be a bad guy for, uh, Adrian Peterson in order to have Fred Jackson only a dollar. I mean, there's, there's some examples of guys and I mean, most guys only paid a yeah. dollar or two or dollar for their defense and kickers as well. So, you know, yeah. you can budget you get some pretty good starters if you're, if you're okay with having one dollar bench spots and, and be realistic too. Like in most situations, like we said before, there's, you can go studs and duds or you can, you can try to balance your lineup, but you can only play you know your ten starters or whatever a week. So those guys on your bench are, might be okay for bye weeks, but there's not too often. If you look at your team at the start of the year and what you end up finishing with, you know a lot of those guys on your bench you end up dumping. I guess if they're dollar guys, they're easy to dump too. If you pick up. Right. You know, there's always going to be guys that come off the waiver wire. So. All right. So yeah, whatever.
0: There, so the, the name of the game is being flexible, right? And flexible. I guess I mean for me, I kind of like like. Running back or receiver, where do I get my first deal? And then yeah. I can kind of work around that. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to go with that strategy. So if I find a deal at running back and I get, I don't know, let's say I get uh, Justin Forsett for, you know, something nice and low, 20 bucks or something. Now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay, I am going to take that savings and now I'm going after another big name wide receiver because I kind of already have. I've saved some money over, you know, in the one area. So I kind of like to see who I get first or what's the first big deal. And then my, but then my budget kind of rounds around that
1: for sure. And I, that's what I do. I mean, every time I buy a guy, I kind of have like the last, uh, just in the auction Kings, big auction draft here. And it was a slow draft on MFL. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, I would kind of target what I was willing to pay at each position. And then once I got that guy for more or less and I adjusted each month. if I got more money, I would. Uh, if it cost me more, I'd say, okay, where can I cut back then? And if it cost me less, I would add money to a position I wanted to kind of upgrade and kind of keep going from there. And it, it worked out quite nice.
0: So, Blister, let's just go into another question here. Let's take a look at uh, one guy that you think right now that could be your steal a draft. Now, I'm not saying that necessarily he's a $1 guy but you can include that if you want, but who's the guy Deal. that's undervalued right now. That's just going to be like, he's going to be the game changer.
1: And we're sticking with wide receiver, right? Wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I mentioned earlier, John Brown. I'm really curious to see how things continue to unfold for him. Um, I think last year I had him, he ended up with the PPR with about 150 fantasy points. It was pretty solid. Him and Larry Fitzgerald were tied or right beside each other in the standings. And, uh, let's see, uh, I had uh, Michael Floyd at 44, and I had John like 44th ranked, and I yeah. had John Brown. He had 103 targets last year, it's the same amount as Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, Larry played two less games for some reason. He only caught 48 of them, almost 700 yards, five TDs. I, th- I think he's a nice value, um, a guy that could really surprise. I still think Marcus Colston could could have a bit of a yeah, bounce back too. here. Everyone, everyone thinks he's declining and he's old. And yeah, it's true, but they don't have as many targets. He's still one of Drew Brees' favorite red zone targets. And with Jimmy Graham being gone, I think that could even be more so, Uh everyone's expecting Josh Hill to step up in his place, but the, the reports aren't glowing. I mean, they've been trying to sign the tight end, and uh they were even looking at Jermaine Gresham, who is not young either, and they were going to try to sign him, but somebody else did there. So I think Marcus Colston is a guy you might get at the end of your draft for 3 bucks or less, and he's going to well, be pretty solid.
0: Is he going to get less than a 100 targets this year? Colston? Yeah.
1: I don't, he I don't think he
0: should. No, but Jimmy going. He can't, right?
1: With Jimmy gone and Kenny Steele's gone. Where are those targets have got to go somewhere, and yeah, and Cooks so can't get them all.
0: Say he gets that same um, same stat line. You know, he had ninety nine targets last year. So let's say he gets his hundred, yeah. and instead of catching yeah. fifty nine balls, he catches seventy balls, and three yeah. of those were touchdowns. Yeah, then he's all of a sudden wide receiver twenty five or something like that, right?
1: For sure. And the thing is, too, he he's been up until last year. Like Cooks came under the scene last year, yes, but. He wasn't the number one. Marcus Colston was the number one. So next year, Cooks will be the number one. Cooks is going to get the number one attention, and Cooks is going to get the best, you know, coverage on him. I think Colston is going to, you know, a there's a lot, a lot of targets to go around with people left. B, they still like him in the red zone. He's him and I was reading something yesterday or today about how him and Drew Brees are just always on the same page and blah, 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 blah. And so I just think he could have a huge jump back up into his uh wide receiver, you know, 12, 14, 15 category even.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, for me, I just look at a guy. I mean, he's a lot of buzz right now too, but I, I like Michael Crabtree this year. Yeah, Um, I think think you you get a lot of buzz out of them. And for a dollar or two, you'll be able to get them maybe later draft, especially this weekend, right? Like before any preseason, before guys really get a look. You know, you're the degenerate that's listening to pods and doing that type of thing now in early August or mid-August. But Crabtree, I mean, he had 108 targets last year. So does he get that this year? Yeah,
1: he could. And I mean, he's He's probably going to get
0: more than four touchdowns. So he, he just got two for a dollar, right?
1: Yeah, and he is veteran. He is a veteran, right? And yep. I mean, everybody—all the buzz will be about Amari Cooper, but you, you don't know. Like last year was an exceptional year. That's a good year. thing
0: because he's not the yep. number one uh, number one anymore. So the rollover coverage is going mm-hmm. Amari Cooper's way, right?
1: That's right. So he could, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind seeing. I'd like to see him have a big bounce back year and, and, you know, pick up pick it up where we expected him to be the other years. Yeah, and and he, he is like 27 think,
0: but, He's gonna I mean, yeah, there's a lot not, in the tank.
1: He's not old. That's yeah. right.
0: Anyway, sorry to go.
1: Well, I think a guy that you're going to grab at the end of your draft for a buck, Devontae Adams, he's he's one of those guys that almost to me, I guess he's kind of like a handcuff at receiver because if Jordy Nelson or Cobb go down, this guy's going to step Mm -hmm. in and be huge. I think he's got all the talent. Aaron Rodgers speaks quite highly of him. You know, when there's three guys to share the ball, it's a little less appealing, but I just think, you know, put him on your bench and – one of those guys goes down and I mean Jordy Nelson's coming off a hip surgery and he's not getting any younger. He's gonna be thirty this year if he hasn't turned it yet. So I just think there's a guy that if he gets a chance to play, whether it's week six, eight or whatever, due to an injury to the other two guys, he's gonna put up wide receiver num one numbers the rest of the way through. So for a dollar, stash him late in your draft as well.
0: Yeah, and then we mentioned Stevie Johnson too. I think he's another yep. name that you can you can throw in the two. I mean Philip Rivers throwing the football that's uh can only be helpful, right? And and mm-hmm. Slim talked about him a couple pods ago too, I think, about some of the values you can see out of Stevie Johnson. So um yeah. yeah, there are some good guys there. Okay. Um quick cause we're uh, running low on time here. Who's okay. one guy that you're gonna target this year? There's a name out there, who who yeah. do you want?
1: You know one what? I team? look at a lot of the teams I've got already and Brandon Cooks ends up being on quite a few of them. So yeah. I, I guess but there's one guy that I can get usually for 30 to 35 bucks that I think uh, I seem to be owning him quite a bit. Maybe it's time I stayed away from him the rest of the way through. I have enough <laughs> shares in him already. And
0: for me, it's Jordan Matthews. That's the guy I have across oh. the board too. So, and you know, let's
1: switch it up for the it next up. auction. You <laughs> take Cooks, I'll take Matthews at the big auction in a couple okay, weeks yeah, there.
0: Sounds good. I also, um out of the, the, the big guns up at the top of the, you know the top tier um i'm looking at julio jones again is that uh guy that mm-hmm. could win you win you a championship right like he has sure. the potential to just the mm-hmm. ceiling is through the roof right so that's another yeah, sure. guy in that top tier yeah okay uh, I like um, all the top tier <laughs> yeah well yeah um who's the guy you're uh, completely avoiding this year blister
1: uh, I'd say Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson pretty well equally. Like I just don't like them. I think I yeah. was in the same feeling last year. So I've been avoiding them. Um, I throw them out there because I know they're still going to pull down 25, maybe $30 in a draft. So I like to, I usually nominate them all the time because I know somebody will like them and be happy to have them. And yeah, and probably rightfully so. It's just they're not going to be on my team.
0: And for me, it's a guy. I mean, I know he helped you out, but I, I just don't like Golden Tape. I just, no not a, I'm just not a fan. And I don't think for the 12 or 15 bucks or whatever, I just think Matthew yep. Stafford's not very good. And yep. uh, if you have a healthy, I know that when you compare the stats, but if you have a healthy Megatron, I just, I don't know, it frightens me. And Abdullah, the backfield is going to be catching balls. And maybe Eberron finally does something as a tight end. And then, yeah. Where, where does he end up? And um, another name, uh, Brad and Marshall, I just think that you, it's going to cost you too much money. I think you're going to pay yeah. for name and he's going to be a mid-range wide receiver three. And I think, you know, if you're going to go on that team we talked about before, Decker for half the price is going to be as much of a player.
1: Well, for sure. Yeah, so. I think so.
0: Um, okay. So, who do you think's, um, overpriced this year? What's, who's one receiver that is just paying too much money? I just mentioned Brandon Marshall, so you can't, so
1: go. Yeah. You know what? Mike Evans, I mean, right now it says average auction value is 36 bucks. And I know last year he, uh, he ended up as a, well, he was a wide receiver too. 13th, he finished and he missed a game. And everyone expects him to be bigger and better. It's just, this is one guy, I, my gut's telling me the sophomore slump is going to hit for him. I don't know. Why? I mean, they do, they got VJAX and ASJ and Dougie Martin looks like he'll be the starter. They have plenty of weapons. They got a young quarterback. I just, I don't know. I just think he regresses a bit this year for some reason. So I'm not willing to pay, you know, 38, 40 bucks for this guy when I, and I, when I think that, um, my gut's telling me to stay away. My, so that's one guy I think might be a little bit high. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I'm kind of looking at Kelvin Benjamin maybe. I think, you know, in the mid-30s is maybe a much. Just looking through the – because remember, you have to win weeks in order to win championships, not just totals at the back end of your, you know, at the back end of your season. But just going through – and I know he was a rookie, but he's 15 points, 4 points, 17 points, 13 points, 2 points, 10 points, 12 points, 9 points, 2 points. You know, and those are the nineteen, sixteen, five. Eight, ten, five. Yeah. like, you know, on your championship weekend, it gives you 4.7 points on the PPR. Yeah. And that's not, you know, it's not helping yeah. you do much of anything, you know, five receptions for 47 yeah. yards, no scores. So that's just something I think if I'm going to spend $35 or in that area, I want someone mm-hmm. that week in week out is going to get me that consistent, you know,
1: yeah. And I am worried about DeAndre Hopkins now. I, I think he's a talented receiver, no doubt about it, but with no running game potentially there, it kind of, he's like, if you look at all the rest of the guys in the offense, he's probably the only name most people will recognize, right? There's not a lot of big standout names there anymore. And, uh you know, Alfred Blue has got the number one role for now. My gut tells me he won't have it come week one for some reason, because people just think he's not that good. So, uh, I worry that DeAndre Hopkins, if you're paying twenty eight, thirty bucks for him, you know, you might not get not because he's not good, but a they don't know quarterback play is going to be pretty questionable. And if there's no run game to worry about, then he's they just got to stop DeAndre, and that's not, you know, I don't like those odds.
0: Yeah, for One sure. One good
1: player on the team, not good.
0: Yeah, so. I mean, talent you you'd like to think wins out, but yeah, it's not always yeah. the case. All right, so, Blister, let's just go for the last one here because we're uh yeah. running low on time. Uh Give me your top five rookie wide receivers this year because, I mean, last year we were spoiled, but I think there's some guys this year that are going to be able to give us some uh, – My top five? Some redraft, yeah.
1: Well, Amari Cooper has got to be number one. Um and after that, I kind of get worried. I, you know, Brashad Perryman hasn't been healthy, hasn't been looking good. Uh, Kevin White, God, you, you would expect for all the buzz going into the NFL draft that this guy would be getting a little more love come auction day. But yeah, geez, he's probably, he's probably he's giving him away. So he hasn't been able to get on the field much at all That's to show us anything and drive his value up. But I, so I'd have to go Amari Cooper and then I might even skip past, uh, Kevin White. I'll take Brashad Perriman still. I still, I'm curious about, uh, I think Devin Funchess will be a, of rookie he receivers. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll be up there. And then I'm going to, you know what, I haven't heard a lot until this recently, finally. And I'm starting to hear some rave reviews about Doyle Green Beckham. So I'm kind of curious yeah. that he does okay. And Justin Hardy is the other one I kind of. I, you know, I, I wanted to ask, I thought <laughs> Matt Harmon was going kind of on the pod. I wanted to ask, I mean, he ranked out Justin Hardy uh in his reception perception going into the draft. He was uh, ooh, eighth or ninth, I want to say, for rookies receivers. So his numbers were well from all the studies he did. And then he goes to um Atlanta, who likes to throw the ball. And, you know, they got Julio, who will get all the attention. Roddy's getting pretty old. They haven't had a good tight end to catch the ball. Uh, Harry Douglas left. So I was just thinking, well, maybe Justin Hardy would be the likely thing, but I haven't really read a whole lot on him yet. I'm, you know, he's a guy you can pick up for a buck at the end of your draft. I, right. I, I think, I think Funches could be a, a good one. Though. He could end up being, because of the situation, you know, <laughs> another red zone target for Cam. Not that Cam right. will give it to him. Cam probably want to run it in every time yeah. and rip the shooter open low, like low, Superman.
0: But, low floor but yeah. high ceiling, right? Yeah. A swing for the fence. Do you have any other guys that I Well, missed? I mean, and I just kind of think of Egalor too, uh, just think him in that oh, Eagles yeah. offense, right? Yeah. And yeah. there's been good reports coming out of camp. Devontae Parker's a guy that's always been highly ranked but banged up. So, like, you know, yeah. I don't think these guys are necessarily drafting. They're going to be waiver yeah. waiver wire guys for, for me. Sure. Personally, yeah. um, I like Jalen yeah. Strong too in Houston. That opposite because you do have that clear cut number one, so yeah. um, you could get some stuff out of there too. So, and I'm interested to see if um, bringing in Jimmy Graham as uh, as the number one tight end now in Seattle does a guy a speedster like Tyler Lockett just you know as a flyer get yeah. to have a couple of big games. I think in dailies he could be an interesting. Yeah.
1: I think, uh, I think he, he could be interesting. I just, I mean, last year, Paul Richardson was a speedster they brought in who was supposed to be yeah. wonderful and But you, just wonder, the ball you just
0: wonder though, if because, but because Jimmy's going to hold, safeties,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, he has to hold safeties over the yeah. middle of the field. Like, so they don't have any sort of role of coverage that's going to be necessary there. I've said it twice, but, yeah. um, that's, I don't know. I just wonder if that isn't kind of a game changer to allow kind of, some of that deep ball stuff.
1: Well, it could be if they if they're going to be willing to do that. But I just I always worry about that passing attack. And I think uh, yeah. other guy Philip Dorsett has been impressing everybody. But the he's same got
0: type to, of thing too,
1: right? He's got to get about two or three injuries in front of him before he can yeah. probably be, you know, play a, a prominent role. It's Andre there and T.Y. and he's they'll they'll throw it to Fleener and Allen and yeah there's a lot of a lot of bodies to share the ball with excuse
0: me oh boy must be, must must be time, time must be time to, to shut down the pond here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All Take right. Storm, so, huh? yeah well yeah I think so we, we made her i, I think yeah. anyways we're still connected, so we'll see what happens um yeah. i'm excited to shave off the cabin beard tomorrow morning, I so that. yeah. I it's really gray down in this area too. I noticed I that too, yeah. Cameras, yeah. Um, anyways, Hello, I just uh, saw that on the camera there. I thought that's a and my uh, and my kids' artwork in the back. You like like some of that? Nice. Yeah, it's good. Eh?
1: That is very good. I I picked up on that. <laughs>
0: well, I had to change locations <laughs> because everyone was still scrambling around tonight. So, anyways, uh, that that wraps up our wide receiver special. Um, I believe next week we're going to take a look at running backs. I think that's the plan if I looked at my schedule properly. Um Don't forget to uh, head on to iTunes, give us a ranking and uh um, a rating and a comment that only helps us. If you're looking to support the podcast, it helps us to move up the ranks and that just helps everything. So if you want to support the podcast, head on over to iTunes or, or Stitcher or wherever you're listening and do some – some reviews and ratings there. And, um, don't be afraid to head on over to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com and take a look at the membership area. Um, there's a lot of good stuff, 20 plus auction specific articles that have been written this summer. Um, and a lot of deep stuff as far as rankings and tiers and downloadable sheets and those types of things too. So feel free to go over and take a little peek at that. And if you, you know, if that's not interesting to you, you'd rather buy the, Magazine, which I went off on on Twitter the other day, too, or another people's websites. Like a, a, I went to a, a friend of the podcast, shall we say? No. Their website, not one player has a quote-unquote auction value of over fifty dollars. No way. Not one. Not one.
1: Maybe. And someone Maybe on Twitter said well, because budget.
0: that's that's will No, 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 and not. And then someone on Twitter came back to me and said, well, that's because those guys, no one will go for more than $50. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. yeah. You mean to tell me that, uh, um, Le'Veon Bell is not going to go for more than
1: $50. (laughs) Really?
0: Yeah. And I just, it just blows my mind. And then people are like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go to that website to, to figure out my auction stuff. And I, you know, or open up, and I will say it, the USA Today fantasy football magazine. And the 101 is Matt Forte.
1: Really? What? From yeah. what?
0: Yeah. Oh. USA Today. Really? So you go all the way back. Yeah. It's written in May, you know, published. It doesn't get on the shelves till July. And there's the guy walking wow. into your draft and he goes, Oh yeah. I'm going to spend $48 on Forte because he's the biggest name player out there. Now, first of all, $48 wow. is not for the most expensive player. And second of all, it's not yeah. Matt Forte.
1: Uh, well, we got to invite that guy to our draft.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyways, uh, for those of you who are listening to the pod, thanks so much. Uh, um, you're that, you know, this is why, why we do it because I look at that stuff and it just makes me mad. It literally yeah. just makes me mad. And yeah. I mean, I did it. I said, sent it to the guys on our little group chat. I mean, I'm at the store looking through the fantasy magazines, and I actually was getting mad. I just had to put them down because the values yeah. just made no sense, and nothing made sense. There's three magazines I picked up. There was what two pages that had auction information on it. I, I, they eh? Yeah, but people will say fourteen dollars is too much money for our, our membership, which already just blew everybody out of the water.
1: So just oh, you know, you'll have to tell me the more numbers off the air there. Yeah,
0: I will. I'll tell you a little bit. Um. Anyways, so. That's the podcast, uh, Blister. I'm. I'll see you after the after the wedding. I can't even golf. I've been wanting to do this golf oh. stuff. Nothing's even gonna work out. I don't even think next week because we're all going back up the lake again. Oh. And then heading into Winnipeg for the goalie camp. And. Oh yeah.
1: We had shitty tonight. We had shitty yeah. hockey tonight in dry land. Go. <laughs> Went well. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that go. was good. Yeah. Good. good.
0: Anyways, um, uh, so Blister, I don't know. I just see you in the chat yeah. and whatever, and yeah. Slim, uh, if you're out there hopefully you, you won your playoff game and you come back with nothing but smiles for the pod next week and for everybody else out there I'll see you in springtime in the Rockies.
1: when it's springtime in the Rockies When it's spring time in the Rockies I'll become